We are live. We are back with another episode. So happy Saturday, everyone. I want to welcome you to another episode of Coffee with Rhonda. And today we're going to be talking about blocks, women, your success blocks. What are they? What are some strategies for dealing with them? We want to talk about what's holding you back. So uh, I want to welcome you again, where this is a show where we bring together coaches and thought leaders, really to discuss the challenges and successes that we all have every day, just in, in terms of being a woman in today's world. So um, before we introduce the rest of the co-hosts, just a couple of housekeeping items uh, that I want to share with you. First, if you're out there watching, tell me your name, tell me where you're watching from, and don't forget to tell me what's in your cup. And we want you to like the video. We want you to comment, get involved in the conversation. If you are gonna comment, don't forget to be watching from coffeewithronda.com so that we can make sure that we get your comments and we get you involved in the conversation. Tag a friend if you think this video may be helpful uh, as well as sharing it. So my name is Rhonda Williams. I'm the host for the show. Uh, I'm an emotional intelligence strategist and a coach helping leaders to shift from overwhelm to overjoyed from stuck to unstuck so that they can create a life they love because I believe leaders deserve to live a dream life too. So I'm also the founder of Dream Life by Design Mastermind Group. We just finished up our uh, first session of the fourth quarter and we had a huge fourth quarter push. So if you're interested in learning more about joining the mastermind, you can go to manifestmydreams.com and I can connect with you personally there. So that's enough about me. Again, I'm excited to be here and we've got some wonderful folks with us. Uh, here today and we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna oh before I go I gotta tell you all what's in my cup well first of all my cup is my Philadelphia Eagles cup because I'm hoping that we get a win tomorrow you know I'm just saying <laughs> that's my cup and I've got coffee in my cup today so um let's go to Marae and then we'll introduce our guest for today so Marae Hello, hello. This is Marie from Perth, Australia. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts of Coffee uh, with Rhonda. I'm always very, you know, uh, very happy to be to be on the show. Uh, I'm a soil entrepreneur, uh, an engineer by formation, and uh, and we drifted to leadership. And now I um, I do a lot of coaching as well with. Um, helping individual and organization to become the best that they can be. So, and I'm on the founder of two companies, uh, Empty Energy Resources in the oil and gas industry and uh, Marate Lekima Global Leadership Organization. And I'm so happy to be back. Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. It's always great to have you, Marae. You're always, your comments are always so thoughtful and, and helpful for us. And so we're going to now move to uh, introducing our guest for today. This is Suzanne. Suzanne, we want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for inviting me to be here. Wonderful. So introduce yourself and then don't forget to tell us what's in your cup. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll start with the fun part. What's in my cup? <laughs> Coffee from my you are in my you are here Mumbai cup. I hail from Cottonwood, Arizona, which is just 15 minutes south of the beautiful Red Rock country of Sedona. Highly blessed to live in one of the most gorgeous places on the planet. And I have two companies. I run a creative production company that specializes in marketing, uh, both traditional and digital marketing, social media for the wastewater industry and anything to do with underground infrastructure and utilities. 
And then I have a coaching arm called the Tuit Group, which is taking the branding the into the training arena because your workplace culture is part of your brand. Mm -hmm. And so to, to us, every member of your team is part of your marketing and sales staff. So it was just a natural progression for us. And Tuit Group stands for Train, Understand, Improve, Transform. Mm, that's awesome. That's, that's nice. There's a little play on words of get around to it <laughs> because you really need to get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. And folks, we're going to dive right into our conversation um, this morning. And I am um, really excited about our conversation today because as women, we all, you know, have goals of being successful. There's so much that we want to do in our lives. And um, but along the way, we hit these little stumbling uh, roadblocks. And sometimes those stumbling roadblocks might be coming from us. Right. They may mm -hmm. be internal and sometimes they may be roadblocks that we encounter um, that are sort of outside of us that we need to navigate. So um, I know along uh, my road to success in coming up, one of the things that I had to um, really get over was um, self-doubt of myself. Right. And, and having my own limitations on where I was, how far I thought I could go how far I should go. You know, I was raising a family at the time. And so I was dealing with all of the dynamics about, you know, are you, are you being a good mom? Are you, are you trying to work? Or are you trying to be a good mom? Right. And so all of these internal dynamics that I was dealing with. Um, and so I had to deal with a lot of that as I tried to move forward. And so those were some of my own personal challenges and, and many others as well along the way. Um, being a little bit indecisive about what I wanted to do after I left um, executive uh, leadership uh, and some other things. So let's talk a little bit about the blocks that we we mm -hmm. face as women. And um, and Suzanne, as our, our guest, I'm going to come to you first on this, you know, and just to share what are some of the in the work that you're doing and working with leaders in the workplace? Um, what are some of the blocks that you see that are that are inhibiting women's success? Well, working in primarily a male-dominated industry, and you know, Marie, you were saying you're you're an engineer. You probably mm -hmm. are in that same boat. That the women you encounter um, that I have to work with, it's it's proving yourself because you are in the minority, and you are looked at very differently than the man. Mm -hmm. And so it's that inner battle of feeling, what do I have to do so that they take me seriously? Am mm -hmm. I not enough? And I think that's the that's one of the biggest blocks is you have to get over that feeling that you are not enough mm -hmm. because you are. You are perfect just the way you are. Sure, everybody can learn new things. You can expand your horizons. But where you're sitting right now, you have something very, very valuable to offer and you need to sit with that and own that. Wow, you know, Suzanne, I love that. Um, first of all, that male dominated field um, is so very important. And I almost think as you get to those higher levels of leadership, you're just automatically in the male dominated fields, right? Oh, yes. so as you get uh -huh, to, uh -huh. you know, senior leader status, uh, CEO, chief operating officer, VP levels, 
all of those areas are really are male dominated. Um, and then especially when you bring in specialty careers, like, you know, Murray is talking about in the engineering and all of those other areas, that feeling that you are not enough because you are not a man. And, you know, now you've got to prove yourself. Are you going to be too emotional? Are you going to, are they going to look at you as quote, the woman in the room, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. All of these things are so very common and so very important. All right, I'm going to mute out Roz. Roz, I muted out your mic for a moment. Um, and we'll uh, we'll introduce Roz in just a second here. Um, but so so that's one area: proving yourself, getting over the fact that you're not enough. Marae, mm -hmm. what, what do you what do you see in terms of blocks? Because even in being an engineer, you probably had to overcome quite a few blocks yourself in, mm -hmm. in growing in this field. And I, I agree with Suzanne. I mean, a lot of the, uh, one of the meg blockages is really about around your worth and believing in yourself, especially when you are around all those, you know, all those male. And, and one thing that I realized as well, and I was uh, actually one, I mean, one person doing it, is that you undervalue you undervalue yourself? You always have the impression that um, you know you you have to be hundred percent to be able to to thrive in this male dominated environment, and and you you really want your standard is basically perfection, and you basically burning yourself because it's impossible. It's possible for you to be perfect. So you first have to value yourself. And then be happy with where, where you are and accept that, you know, you, you are a human being. And even if you're a female in, in a male-dominated environment, you are a human being. You're going to make mistakes, but you don't have to, you know, to undervalue yourself because of those mistakes. Because a lot of the women actually have, a, they are experts, they have a lot of expertise. Really. They are not bold enough to, to say, you know what? I am at the level that I am. I contribute as much as my male counterparts. So I'm not going to undervalue myself. I'm making mistakes. They are making mistakes. And, and I'm, I'm going to still growing and, and keep going. And, um, and I think one way of looking at it and one way to overcome this, uh, this type of uh, feeling for me was to actually turn things around. I mean, I was... Uh, um, a woman, a black woman in a very Caucasian male dominated environment. And the way I was looking at it at some point, I said, you know what? It's actually an advantage for me because if I do, if I work on something and, and it's actually successful, people are gonna remember me because I'm a minority. So whatever I'm gonna do, they're gonna remember, oh, this black woman <laughs> did that. But for the male, because there, there's so many of them, they really actually have to make an effort to to stand out. So that's the kind of you know um, uh, 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 thought process that I was going through, looking at you know what was viewed as uh, as a weakness and see how I could use it as a, as something strong and as something that I can optimize on. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been it's been really around you know believing in yourself. Uh, accepting that you are worth and you 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 really are in your place in this in this um, 
in this industry. And also, I mean, another strategy was to actually forget that I was actually a woman and say, okay, I'm a professional. I'm here because I'm a profession, professional. I have the skills and that's why I'm here. So I, should, I shouldn't actually focus on the fact that I'm a minority. I should focus on delivering because that's what I'm going to be judged on. Wow. I love that. So I love the fact that you talked about shedding labels because sometimes mm -hmm. even without thinking about it, we accept those labels, we embrace mm -hmm. those labels, and then it just becomes a part of our thought process and mindset. Mm -hmm. Instead of just trying to be the best at what it is we're doing, we're focused on other things. So I'm gonna give a quick shout out real quick and then we'll go to Roz and, and let her say good morning to all of us. Um, mm -hmm. So David's out there, David says, yes, yes. Stephanie's out there, good morning, Steph. Uh, don't forget to add into the conversation and tell me what's in your cup this morning also. Don't forget to like, comment, and share the video as well. And we want to say, all right, ladies. So so you guys have brought up with a few really good points here. So we've talked about some self-doubt. We've talked about proving yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And having to, um, you know, really getting over that hurdle of proving yourself. And sometimes I really think it's, you know, as you mentioned, Suzanne, is really proving yourself to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It is knowing that you are enough and it is knowing that, you know, you are fully perfect and capable of doing um, the work that you set out to do and embracing that. And then, you know, we also talked about undervaluing yourself and shedding uh, the need to be perfect. And, um, and Bernadette is out there also. Good morning, Bernadette. How are you? Good morning to you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and and then we ended up with shedding some of the labels um, that comes uh, also. So I want to just talk about um, a, a few more things. Some of the other blocks that I feel um, that I've encountered and in some of my work in coaching uh, women, a lot of what I see is this sheer, um, I don't know if it's lack of confidence or if it's lack of courage. And you all have a conversation with me about that, right? So mm -hmm. sometimes I think it is a part, of, sometimes I think it's partly confidence, right? That we are um, not exactly just, uh, we're a little uneasy about certain things, right? We've not had the experience and, you know, been exposed to certain things. And so there's not this confidence because I think sometimes we think that confidence is just this inherent thing where confidence is something that grows and that we develop in each situation. I think I mentioned this before that I'm perfectly confident in my coaching skills. But if you asked me to come out there and do some engineering, I'd be like, um, you know, that's not really my skill set. Right. I have zero confidence that I can do that um, effectively or efficiently. So um, as we think about confidence plays a huge role in terms of setting up blocks for us. Mm -hmm. But also so that sometimes lack of courage. Right. Sometimes it's just lack of courage and willingness to just go for it. Right? Mm -hmm. Know that it doesn't have to be perfect. It may not succeed. But guess what? This is what I want. And I'm going for it. But instead, mm -hmm. we, we sometimes lack that courage. So I want you to you both to share your thoughts on is it confidence? Is it courage or is it both? All right. So let's for me, uh, there, there's a bit of everything. There's the confidence, but there's also the fear because we tend to create this balance and this comfortable, you know, uh, uh, um, area for us. 
And we don't want, we, we don't like the disruption. We, we really don't like the disruption. So we, we try to maintain, maintain it. And the problem is, you know, to get to those leadership uh, roles and, and, and really go high in, in all the different organizations, you need to start doing things that you're not confident, you know, you know that you fear to be able to, you know, to, to give yourself um, space to grow and, and, and to also, you know, progress in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the corporate ladder, if that's what you do, or in anything that you do. And, uh, and one of the things that actually you, that I have seen and I've done it before myself is that we, we don't take time to build those uh, relationships that are actually going to help us mm. to, to also expand and grow. And that's a big part of it. It's, it's, um, we always find excuses, maybe because we have children, maybe because we have a lot of things to do at home. So we pass on the networking opportunities. We don't go to conferences. We don't go to any forums or we don't take time to, you know, to, um, to actually network. Mm -hmm. And we find excuses for that. And, and it's actually quite detrimental. To, to our, you know, to our progression and to, our, to everything that you, you want to do. Because at the end of the day, it's about growing your, you know, uh, positioning yourself as an authority so that people start to trust you, trust you and give you, the, you know, the, the space and the platform to, uh, to grow. Wow. And, uh, and but that you have to initiate, you have to initiate. And if you wait, and, and, I, and I've seen a lot of women just wait, you know, um, when it's, it's about progress, uh, uh, asking for promotion, or even to present a project that they actually manage very well, they are actually waiting for somebody, and most of the time a male, to actually, you know, come and ask them to do that. But we have to be bold. Right. We have to be confident. And we have to, to break this fear that actually paralyzes us. Wow. I love that. So Bernadette says you're absolutely right. And I love, you know, the fact that you brought that out. We have to be bold and we've mm -hmm. got to position ourselves as the authority. So how do we expect others to accept us as that authority, as that expert, if we're not really willing to lean into that, if we're busy mm -hmm. looking for acceptance or busy looking for, you know, what others might think of us. And so, um, so mm -hmm. Suzanne, you know, what do you think in terms of, is it confidence? Is it courage? Is it a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both, plus getting back to the perception of that we're not as good as the man. Mm -hmm. And so as women, we don't want to show that we're vulnerable or have a weak spot mm -hmm. and that we don't know as much. But I've learned from experience that when you're in that situation where you don't know, it'll be really surprising the reaction that you get when somebody asks you something and you're not an expert at that. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely okay to be honest and authentic and say, you know what? I'm new at this. I don't know the answer. But if you give me a day or so, I know some people that do let me find out and may I come back to you. You'd be very surprised how much trust that builds in that you didn't try to fake it. 
because you didn't want them to think you were weak. And then also what you were saying about extending yourself, that don't be afraid to take an apprentice mindset mm -hmm. and ask someone to mentor you that I really want to learn how to be better at this. I want to know more about this subject. Are you willing to teach me? You will be absolutely surprised. What you were saying earlier about you want to do a project and you're waiting for a man to give you that. Mm -hmm. Again, you have to step up and say, I would really like a chance to do that, but I don't know enough. Would you be willing to mentor me as I go through this to learn? And very, very rarely will someone tell you no, because to them, you're paying them that compliment of, would you teach me? Because I think that you're a master guru. Yeah. Would you impart your wisdom to me? And that's an ego stroke for them. Mm -hmm. Most people will be very, very willing to give that gift of their knowledge to someone who has asked to be a student. Wow. I love that because and I love to do it myself. When people, newbies ask me mm -hmm. very, very often, the teacher learns from the student. This is true. So it's, it's reciprocal. There's a lot that can come from being an apprentice. There is. And, you know, so there's a couple of things I think that tie together in what you were saying and what Marae is saying. Number one, um, being that apprentice and going out and seeking that mentorship, being open that you don't know everything. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to have it all. Um, but it goes back to what Marae said about building relationships, right? Because sometimes if, we're, if we don't build the proper relationships, then you don't feel comfortable. You know, mm -hmm. you haven't created that bridge where you can go and ask for that help and support and that mentorship because you haven't built networks. You haven't mm -hmm. built those connections, um, not only in your immediate circle, but beyond, you know, mm -hmm. extending yourself. You might think, oh, I don't know this. I don't need to know these folks in this other department. I don't work over there, but you never know. You never mm -hmm. know when maybe you're working on the project and the person in that other department could be the difference maker for you. Maybe they have some knowledge that could contribute. So um, the connection there between building relationships and really uh, working to move forward, but also that vulnerability that you mentioned, Suzanne, I think it's huge, right? As women, th just think about getting to those higher positions and being authentic and being able to be comfortable. Uh, I hear a lot of folks say that, you know, many times women get to those higher examples and all of a sudden women are trying to be the men. They want to act like a man because mm -hmm. they're trying to prove themselves, right? You know, so they're, they're, there's, you know, hey, I'm just another guy in the group, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so they're trying to fit in. Well, is that is that what we should be doing? Should we be trying to position ourselves as just another, one of the other guys, one of the other, or should we be leaning into our power as women mm -hmm. We bring something to the table? Our emotions, our ability to, to have foresight, the ability to have empathy and connect with people, we bring an amazing skill set to the table if we're willing to lean into that power. What do, how do you guys feel about that? Oh, exactly. Marae was saying and, and, earlier about embracing the fact that you are the woman in the room. That mm -hmm. I've learned now going to conventions where it's, you know, 10,000 people and probably 9,200 of them are men. 
Yeah. And the, and the women are in the room are typically the wives or the girlfriends, but they're not the decision makers. They're not the real business people. And you're standing out from the crowd. And I think embracing that and mm -hmm. even making that part of your personal brand, because, you know, it's a little crass, but come on, I'm in the wastewater industry. So when I do keynote speaking, I introduce myself as the doo-doo diva. And it makes people laugh and it's an icebreaker. And even though it may come across as being a little unprofessional, all of a sudden it makes me more human to the group that, yeah, I'm yeah, I can identify. I am one of you. I may not look like one of you, but I am. And so yeah, what you were saying is don't try to be like them. Be yourself and use that. Definitely use that to your advantage. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's, it's, it's a strong message because, we, I mean, like you said, Rhonda, we have so many skills that we can bring, you know, on, on the table and we have to use them. We have to use our femininity to, to put it on the table and be ourselves, to, to, to be able to express ourselves and, and educate those men as well, because sometimes they don't understand, you know, exactly how we function. So it's our responsibility to open our door and, and have, you know, have those rules of engagement and talk to them and ask them, you know, when we need something. Because otherwise, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult if we don't, we don't establish this channel of communication and if we, we are not ourselves. Well, I, I, so ladies, this is a really important point um, that we're bringing up. And that is, um, we, there's a saying that says you teach people how to treat you, mm -hmm. right? And so, so for every woman out there, I want you to think about what have you been teaching others in terms of how to treat you as a woman? What have you been teaching others in terms of how you show up in terms of your authenticity? your vulnerability, you know, the skills that you bring to the table, or are you trying to hide and blend into the wallpaper in the background so that you don't stand up, in which case they don't have to honor you. Wow. They don't have to respect you because you're not really respecting yourself and bring that to the table. So what are we teaching us? I love that, Marae, because we have to educate. As when we're in these male-dominated fields and professions, if we don't teach them wh what it means to have a woman at the table, then all of a sudden we get to the table and there's this sense of uneasiness. There's mm -hmm. this sense of, gee, what's she doing here? Well, this is a little awkward. Now we can't, you know, make our jokes that we would like to make her. We can't do certain things because this this chick has crashed the party, right? And so, you know, we have to, I think, um, really think about. So, so let me just ask you all: how do, how do we educate? How do we educate others on who we are and how to respect us as equal counterparts? I think it comes down to feeling comfortable in your own skin. Mm -hmm. and if you're, if you've not been in a situation for networking, I think that networking is a, and putting together your 30 second elevator pitch on 
what you do and then who you are and what you stand for and rehearse that until you feel comfortable that it, it almost becomes like your cardigan sweater that you put on that's cozy and comfortable. Right. That people will sense if you are comfortable or uncomfortable in your own skin. And so that you have to be at that, to me, you have to be at that ready that if somebody says, oh, so what do you do and what's your role here? To not pause, not hesitate, but immediately be able to come back to that. And people say, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were talking about earlier um, a little bit about networking and just circling back. I think mm -hmm. that every time you walk out the door, you are walking into a networking opportunity and always be prepared for it, mentally prepared for it, physically prepared for it, have business cards, however you want to approach it, because the next best gatekeeper that could be the means to your next promotion or big client could very well be standing behind you in the grocery line. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? It could be anywhere. It can be anywhere. And one thing that I've, I've, I used to do when I, I work in corporate and I had t uh, a team of people working for me is to create the opportunity to have a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, uh, um, meeting or outside the office just to know, you know, my team and to know because most of them were men, to know them and get, get give them the opportunity to also you know know who i am and how i function as a woman because uh, you, you'll be surprised a lot of them actually have no clue no clue at all so we really need to be you know that on the driving seat to drive this process so that they understand you know the skills that we bring on board mm -hmm. and start to trust us because it's about trust and because they see us, you know, first as different. And so we need to create this trust. So which means we need to engage with them. We need to start communicate with them so that they, they feel at ease and integrate us as, you know, as like how we, how we are, you know, right. instead of having to blend, you know. I so love we, that. we have to drive this process. Well, and Stephanie says, so let me uh, put Stephanie's comment up. Uh, Stephanie, let's go back to this first one. The responsibility is not always on women. Communication is a two-way street. How about if we take our focus off men and focus on rising in our own power and let men rise up to us? We focus on men too much. And then she says, men respect women when we walk in our power unapologetically. I do think that that's a lot of what we're talking about because we're mm -hmm. really talking about what do we do? How do mm -hmm. we own this process? Because it really does begin with us. Mm -hmm. We are setting the standard. We're setting the expectation. But if I lack confidence in myself, if I lack feeling like I am enough, if I have all of these internal fears that are holding me back, if I have all of these dynamics going on inside of myself, these will project and show externally. Mm -hmm. Right. They will be they will be out there for others to see and then others will behave accordingly. So. You know, Stephanie, great, great comments. I do think that this is about, this conversation is about what we do as women, right? How we show up because we have to show up to show out, right? We've got to be able to stand up and lean and, and lean into that power 
um, that has been given to us. You know, that whole, oh, you're too emotional and all mm -hmm. of this. Listen, men are just as emotional as women. They just tend to express it in a very different way. So, mm -hmm. so it's the expression, not the emotion mm -hmm. that's different. They are just as emotional as us. But if we accept that, then we're toning down our emotion and thinking that, well, we shouldn't have any emotion in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a good place to be either, right? Emotional intelligence is the happy balance, is the happy medium between logic and emotion, not the absence of either. Mm -hmm. Wow, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's a great part, um, a, a, um, a great place for us to um, really sort of begin to elevate and think ourselves. So as we think out there, for everyone out there in the audience, I want you to think about your own personal internal blocks. You know, what are you struggling with? What's your own internal block that you deal with? Is that, you know, um, the perfection syndrome? Is that, you know, feeling the need to have it all and try to do it all and therefore overwhelming yourself and not feeling, you know, very... Um, confident and comfortable with the life that you've created because you've tried to do it all is that you are trying to meet everyone's expectations and maybe thereby meeting no one's expectations, right? There are all of these things that we create within ourselves as blocks. And I think that we have to do some soul searching to be able to evaluate that. What do you all see in terms of uh, some of the other blocks that we face as women? One of, one of the things that I also wanted to mention is the fact that um, I see a lot of women actually take things personally, mm. in, uh, especially in a professional environment. And, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, men just say things and uh, they might actually be strong things that can actually, you know, uh, uh, affect us. But the next day or the next minute, they forget about it. So, but by the time, you know, that we understand that, you know, that's the way they function, we actually overanalyze it and then we distract ourselves from the main thing because of, you know, this, uh, this insecurity, basically, because we take this thing personally and then at the end of the day, it, it actually destabilizes us so we don't function properly and uh, and we, we start to sabotage ourselves and then yet you realize that uh, you know the bloke next to you already forgot about what he said to you, you know? so <laughs> it's, it's just you know sometimes very disturbing and i had a hard time really you know uh, uh, working through it and I, I just realized but i'm just wasting my time here just move just move on job or to the next project and forget about what this person address it and then move on you know so that's uh... let me share a story with you guys that <laughs> illustrates this point perfectly so i was um i think i was a nursing supervisor at this time i was just starting my little nursing journey career um and so i was a nursing supervisor and there was a lady um, and I forget, I, I can't remember if she was um, originally from the Philippines. Um, she mm -hmm. was one of the nurses. She was a super sweet lady. And then there was this other gentleman who was on our staff and he walks up to her and he makes this joke. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, do you know, um, do you know the heaviest or and biggest part of your body? And, and she goes, no. And he says, it's your head. And he walks away. And so she was kind of like, 
it's your head. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. I tell you, she must have thought about this for the next four hours. <laughs> he was going, your head. Is he saying I have a big head? And so, <laughs> and so she really kind of built herself, worked herself up into a tizzy. And she, went, and she started attacking him. It was like mm -hmm. four hours later, he was like, what are you talking about? She goes, you said such and such way back then. It was like freaking four hours ago. Like, lady, I've completely forgotten about that. You just look you just look stupid. That's the thing. You know, it's like terrible. As a nursing supervisor, right? So I'm a new supervisor. Now I got these two staff members fighting, and one of them's like, hey, I don't even know what she's talking about. And then she's like, but you said this eight hours ago. And that is just a perfect illustration of how we do. We process, we hold on to it, we mull over analyze, we start to give meaning to it. And sometimes there's actually no meaning. Just you know, yeah, it's just what it is that came out exactly. of me. Um, and sometimes men are just much more direct than us. We have, we absolutely have to get that. Sometimes they'll just say what they mean and then they move on. I've said mm -hmm. it. I'm done. Right, Su Suzanne? Is that your experience as well? Oh, oh, definitely. Um, just. It is the way we communicate and the way we see the world. You know, we talk about that old book. What was that book? Men are, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It was the other way around. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of truth to that. Because, you know, you and I were talking about this when you invited me to be on the show is that in business, or really just in life in general, women and men view success very, very differently. Okay? Right. Mm -hmm. To a man, success is around power, of course, money, because money means power, and who has the most cool toys, right. and who can show off and, you know, beat the chest, and I have this, and I have that. Women view success as safety and security, having enough to take care of themselves and their family, but more importantly, whatever it is they're doing, they want to feel like they're making a difference in the world at the end of the day. And because of that, not one is right or one is wrong that when the two come together one will criticize the other because of the way that they see the world and want to make the other wrong in their approach it's you know i had a family run business it's like why aren't you more concerned about that bottom line why are you giving it away it's like because i really want to help that person so right. i didn't make a great amount of money but I help them, and that makes me feel good. Yeah, but that's and then the man comes like, well, that's it. It's just <laughs> learning how to understand where they're coming from, but also accepting that what's important to us is just as important and okay, just yeah. as valuable. Absolutely, and that it's okay to disagree on how we see success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that because so first and of all, stay in what is important to you. Do not do not let go what is important to you to fit into someone else's idea of what is success. Yeah, you have to define what success is for you and each and, and it's a very personal thing. So Hope is out there watching. Thanks for watching. She says, I am watching. And then Bernadette says men are good at compartmentalization which is very true, right? As women, we're 
-hmm. not quite so good at that. But, you know, I think um, as we think about the differences between men and women in terms of blocks and what's holding us back, uh, one of the things we shouldn't all uh, do so much is compare ourselves to them, right? Because we're mm -hmm. different. Our, our psychology is different. Our, our physiology, our neurophysiology is different. Um, we're different. We were built to be different and born to be different. And so we should be embracing those differences. It's not mm -hmm. a comparative. It's not that one is better or worse. It just is what it is. And we need to, if we understand that we're born to be different and built to be different, then we can look at what do I bring to the table? What are they bringing to the table? And then what a great match because mm -hmm. we can balance each other out sometimes. Sometimes I may have a, a tendency to be a little too focused, not on the bottom line. Well, I need that guy over there going, okay, sister, that's great. Love where your heart is, but we need to get some money in too. <laughs> Otherwise we're not gonna be in business very long. So I think those are all good things. We're gonna move to wrapping up um, our final thoughts on this topic. And um, I just wanna say that I think we've touched on some really important issues here um, for us to think about in terms of being women. You know, we've covered everything from our own internal self-doubt uh, to proving ourselves, dealing with perfectionism, knowing sometimes that we undervalue ourselves. Um, that's a whole show in and of itself that I wanna do on, do you know your worth? Right. And mm -hmm. are you standing and leaning into it and making sure that you are demanding what you're worth instead of just accepting what you get? So building relationships, being vulnerable and authentic. So we really touched on a lot of things here. So in our final rounds, um, what would you all like to say um, to someone who is um, maybe uh, dealing with some blocks right out there and um, and and find themselves struggling to. Um, get the success that they want in their own lives um, and maybe being stuck in a certain place. Maybe they're stuck in a certain position, want to go higher, can't do that. Maybe they want to start their own business and, you know, are afraid to do that. Are there any words of encouragement or suggestions out there that you would offer for someone? And uh, oh, and Hope is out there says, know your gifts and using it to help others. Yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. right? When you know who you are, what exactly. your power, your passion is, you can bring that to the table. So ladies, as we go to our closing rounds in our segment, um, what uh, words of advice would you offer to women out there who are dealing with some of these blocks? And you know, and Suzanne, we'll start with you and then come to you, Moran. Okay. I think when you're dealing with a block, you need to think hard about making a shift from the have, do, be attitude to the be, do, have. Mm. That you have everything within you right now. Not, oh, when I have that, I'll be able to do this and then I'll be happy. Okay? I have it now. I'm already doing it. It's already there. Right. So don't 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 think that you know that thing that you want is is so unattainable. It's already within your grasp. Mm -hmm. And it's also that I think sometimes we also forget that attitude of gratitude. Wow. Okay. Being grateful for every the little things that in those times where you're feeling really stuck or having a bad day, there's a power of the gratitude journal. Just sit and think, you know what? I'm really grateful that I had this great tasting cup of coffee this morning. Mm -hmm. I'm really great that it's a sunny day and there's a beautiful breeze blowing through. I'm grateful that my cat came up and gave me a kiss today. 
And I think sometimes when you're stuck, if you can see things that are really beautiful in your life that are simple, it creates this shift that, wow, things aren't really as challenging. And I do have a lot of great stuff in my life. Let's go out and get some more. Mm -hmm. And that's always worked for me when I've felt stuck is I take that step back right. and focus on what I have that's really good right now and not what is going wrong or not going as well as it could be. Right. No, I love that. Those are great words of wisdom. Um, thank you so much for that, Suzanne. And, and I think as we think about it, depending on where you are, you all listen to these um, you know, suggestions here at the end and decide which will apply to you. We would never presume to be the experts for you, but you know, you know, that there are areas in your life that we can help you make a shift and just begin listening and thinking about what those areas, what those strategies might be. Marae, what suggestions would you have for uh, women out there that might be dealing with some of these blocks? Marae? Uh, yes. So, I mean, for me, it's simple. I think it starts with yourself. So you have to understand yourself, definitely, because that's what you reflect to, to the world. So you have to accept and honor, you know, your strength and also your, your weakness. I mean, they're, they're part of you. You have to own them and uh, actually appreciate, even if you have limitation, appreciate those limitations and, uh, and find a way to always, you know, uh, be authentic and step up because at the end of the day, it's about, you know, everything is about growth. So if you, you know, if you feel like, uh, if you feel stuck or if you feel sabotaging yourself, just keep trying, keep trying, keep, you know, keep pushing through the, the fear and, um, and keep, you know, expressing yourself because when you start to deny yourself, you're actually killing yourself and at the end of the day, it's uh, it, it's something that you you can't actually you know uh, 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 it's it's not going to help you to to do anything successful in your life. So you need to be bold. You need to 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 keep pushing. You need to always you know try to reflect on 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 uh, your strength and your weaknesses, and 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 really you know focus on yourself instead of focusing on people around you because at the end of the day it's about you it's about you it's about becoming better than what you were you know uh, uh, yesterday and and really be comfortable with the uh, you know with the failures that you go through and all the limitation that you have because nobody is perfect mm -hmm. nobody is really perfect and if you have you know um, difficulty to to work it out reach out to people network to, to bridge you you know those 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 gaps that you 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 have and then keep going absolutely no that's yes. such fantastic advice and you know for me I, I i think that um really creating a set of rituals for yourself um yes. that affirm you know, who you are and your power. Develop mm -hmm. your own set of you are statements, right? Mm -hmm. You are powerful, you are beautiful, you are capable, you are worthy, you know, you are valued, you are loved, you are, you know, amazing, you are whatever that is. Create your own set of power statements and your power habits that really help replenish your power. Because so we can have tough days and we get depleted a, a little bit. And I think it's important for us to go through a replenishing process. 
right? So that we build our, up ourselves and we uh, sort of reaffirm these things. The other thing I would say is for any woman out there dealing with blocks, I want to suggest that you read, um, if you have not done so already, and if you have, do a reread of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. And we often think about that book. I think that that book gets sort of lumped into a category about wealth, which it, it is really about that. But if you pay attention to that book, he gives you so much more than that. He talks about mental discipline. He talks about self-confidence. He talks about the law of attraction, only he doesn't call it the law of attraction, right? So there are all of these things in that in this book that really help you sort of set the stage for be able to be, do, and have, right? To, to have, do, and be everything that you want in your life. And so I think this book is a perfect um, place to go for a resource whenever you need a little pick-me-up because he talks about it is all your riches are in your thoughts. And so when I'm saying riches here, this is not about money. Right. It is your your overall wealth in terms of your abundance of your career, you know, your um, your happiness quotient. Right. Your everything is about your thoughts. It all begins here. So if we can deal with here and connect it with here, we are in an amazing position as women to overcome any blocks that face us. Um, and I think that that is a good ending, a good place for us to leave the show. So I want to thank everybody out there for watching and just ask you to like and share and pass it on. I'm actually going to do a little bit of a drawing over the course of the next week for anybody out there that's adding comments to us. And uh, I'm going to give away an e-copy of my book, The Dream Life Roadmap. So uh, I'm going to you know, say good luck to you all out there. And hopefully we'll see, we'll announce on the next week's show who's going to win that. But I want to thank our guests for today. Um, I want to thank Marae as always for being here and adding those wonderful comments and things for us to think about. And Suzanne, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Yes. And everyone out there, we will be back next week. So in the meantime, don't forget, like the video, share it, comment. We want to hear your thoughts as well. We don't propose to be the experts on everything. We're just hoping that we're stimulating a little bit of thought and conversation here. So we look forward to seeing you all next week on the next episode of Coffee with Rhonda. And until then, continue doing the small steps and the big steps that it takes to live your most amazing life. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Don't settle for the same old boring Saturdays. Tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central for Coffee with Rhonda, where we'll want to know what's in your cup. www.coffeewithrhonda.com